Hello and welcome to Boston Blackie from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Private detective, are you, Whalen? Good, Brewster. The best, or you wouldn't have hired me. I wonder about that. Watch the tone of voice, Brewster. I don't like it. All right, all right. I'm sorry, Whalen. But I want action. You're getting it. But it's too slow. I hired you two months ago to get something on Lester Allen, and what have you done? Nothing. Yet. Nothing. How am I going to win the nomination against a man with a record like Allen? Uh, he's pure, Mr. Brewster, sure, but he's not hermetically sealed. I know that. He was involved in something illegal once, but he's covered it up. I hired you to uncover it. Now, why haven't you? Look, Brewster, when you hired me, you hired a detective, not a P-38. I worked slowly, but I get there just the same. You made any progress at all? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Surprise me, then. Boston Blackie knows what Alan did wrong a few years back. But I told you Boston Blackie knew about Alan's illegal jaunt. Blackie was the one who caught him at it, but he won't talk. Don't worry, Mr. Brewster. I found somebody else who knows about Alan, and... We'll talk. Who? A dame who came into my office this morning. What does she know about Alan? Everything Boston Blackie knows. What makes you think so? She's uh, Mrs. Boston Blackie. And now meet Richard Calmer's Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. <laughs> Awfully glad you had a moment to see me, Mr. Allen. Blackie's told me so much about you. Oh, you're Mrs. Boston Blackie. Well, this is certainly a surprise. When were you married? Three weeks ago in Springfield, Ohio. Uh -huh. Oh, Mr. Allen, Blackie speaks of you so often. <laughs> he doesn't tell the whole truth, I hope. Oh, but he does. <laughs> Even about that, uh, 
scandal you were mixed up in a few years ago. Uh, you uh, mentioned that for any particular reason? Oh, yes. I don't think I understand. <laughs> you will. You don't really have to continue in the campaign, do you? I'm beginning to understand now. You'd have a difficult time being elected to any office if you were exposed, wouldn't you? Now, look here. I was innocently involved in that scandal. That's why Blackie pledged himself never to mention it to anyone. Oh, but he mentioned it to me, his wife. And I'm not bound by any foolish pledge to keep it secret. Now, look, are you trying I'm to... I'm more than trying, Mr. Allen. I'm doing it. I want you to drop out of the campaign. What if I don't? Is there any other choice? Maybe. Money. <laughs> Maybe. How much? You name it. Five hundred. You did say ten thousand, didn't you? Ten thousand? Oh, that's better. But how do I know once I pay you? You'll you just have to trust me. And of course, you can be trusted. I don't like sarcasm, Mr. Allen. Money. Uh, how do you want it? In cash and in small bills. You did say you were Mrs. Boston Blackie, didn't you? Well, of course I'm Mrs. Boston Blackie. Why? Why? Because you sound to me more like Mrs. Boston Blackmail. <laughs> like your own cooking? Nope. I was just thinking, are you ever going to get married? Maybe, if I ever get to thinking, too. Some people do marry, you know. Some people jump out of windows, too. Oh. I'll answer it. But it's probably your building superintendent telling you he's finished moving your stuff into the new apartment. I hope so. Hello. Blackie, this is Lester Allen. Not Lester J. Allen. <laughs> How are you, Les? Where you been hiding? Don't give me that old pal stuff, Blackie. Hey, what's the matter? You know very well what's the matter. I thought you realized I was innocently involved in that highway property scandal and that what you knew was to stay strictly between the two of us. Well, that's a fine reason to be sore. Well, I wouldn't be if you'd kept your word. Your wife is here with me now. My wife? You married her in Springfield, Ohio, three weeks ago. My wife is in your office? Blackie. Uh, wait a minute, Mary. Now, wait, will you? Look. Was the idea? Just a minute, Les. Mary, wait. I will not wait. I'm getting my hat and coat. Blackie, are you still there? Uh, listen, Les, I can't talk to you right now. Uh, keep my wife there. Huh? Don't let her leave. I'll see you in a minute. Mary. No wonder you didn't want to talk about getting married someday. You're already married. Now, look, Mary. I'm going whole... to look all right. And I'm going to keep looking until I get where you can't find me. She's still here, Les? In my den, Blackie. And you have a lot of explaining to do. She knows about that construction scandal. Oh, does she? Well, she implied as much. You have a guilty conscience, that's all. I put in a call to Springfield. It'll come here, if you don't mind. Uh, where is your den? Uh, this way. I didn't tell her you were coming. Managed to slip away while she was waiting for the money and phone. Good. Come on in. said you weren't coming. I couldn't stay away from you another moment, sugar. Oh, you sweet thing. You're <laughs> the most wonderful husband in the world. No, I wouldn't say... Huh? Blackie, 
Then she is your wife. Well, of course I'm his wife, Mr. Allen. Oh, yeah. Tell the bewildered man all about it, darling. You mean how we met at the Mountain Inn in New Hampshire last August? Mm-hmm, if you wish. Blackie, you did spend last August at the Mountain Inn. Of course I did. Darling, why aren't you wearing your lovely brown suit? The one with the thin white stripe. You look so nice in that. Oh, you don't love me just for my clothes, do you, darling? Well, Blackie, this convinces me. I was with you when you bought that suit. I knew I Must should never... Must we stay here any longer, darling? Let's go to Martin's for dinner. That's your favorite place. No, dear, let's go I've heard over... enough from both of you. This girl is your wife, Blackie, or she wouldn't know so much about you. Let's go, darling. Uh, you go ahead. I'll meet you later. All right. I have an appointment at the hairdressers anyway. I'll meet you afterwards. Bye, darling. I think you'd better leave too, Blackie. I've had enough of you Les, and you. I've never seen that girl before in my life. What? Th- then how did she know enough about me and that that construction scandal to blackmail me? That girl blackmailed you? Ten thousand dollars. Well, look, Les. As soon as this call from Springfield comes through and straightens you out about the girl, I'll straighten out this blackmail business myself. It'll take a lot to convince me that girl's not your wife. She knows too much about you. She's probably been studying for this act for months. Well, that's my call. Hello? Hello, this is the Marriage Bureau in Springfield, Ohio. Oh, yes, I called you. Uh, I'd like to know if you have any record of a Boston blackie being married in your town three weeks ago. Just a moment. Look, Les, uh, this will straighten you out about the girl. Now, don't worry. Then what about my 10000 You shouldn't have paid it until you got in touch with me. That girl was so convincing. Yeah, I can believe Hello? that. Hello? Uh, yes? You want to know of a man by the name of Boston Blackie got married here? You have no record of any such marriage? Who wants to know? I do. I'm Boston Blackie. What's the matter with you, young man? What have you got besides a wife? A case of amnesia? Boston Blackie... Was married in your town? Sure he was, to Joan Blake, just three weeks ago. Well, look, the must be... Oh, look, if this is your idea of a joke, I don't like it. I don't have time to waste. Goodbye. Hello? 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 Well? A man by the name of Boston Blackie was married to Joan Blake in Springfield, all right. Blackie, why are you doing this to me? I trusted you. Don't you understand, Les? This whole thing is faked. Nobody knows anything about you except me. And I haven't talked, and I'm not married to that girl. I'd like to think you wouldn't like me, but who would, and why? I don't know, but I'll find out. I can find out where my uh, wife is living. She told me when she first came in that she was living at the Walton House, until you could find a larger apartment. The Walton House, huh? Yeah. I'll go down there and see it. Yeah, and oh, by the way, a young lady seemed interested in going to see Mrs. Boston Blackie, too. Phoned here just after I spoke to you on the phone. Her name was uh, Mary Westwick. Mary called here? Yeah. I gave her the Waltham House address. Did I do anything wrong? You're batting 100% today, Les. So far, you haven't done anything right. Hey, hey, is this the Waltham House or the morgue? I'm right with you, sir. Oh, now I feel better. I'm getting lonesome out here. Yes, sir. Is there a Mrs. Boston Blackie registered here? Oh, yes, in room 1107. Thanks. Oh, oh, just a minute, sir. I made a mistake. Mrs. Boston Blackie is not in room 1107. Where is she? She moved to room 1109 this morning. Well, I'm going up to see her now. All an ordinary woman does is change her mind. My wife has to change her room, too. I'd like to speak to... Well, Inspector Faraday, 
I would not like to speak to you. All right, Blakey. I thought you'd have better sense than to come back. Get in here. Sure, sure, sure. And stop waving that gun in my face. Look, Faraday, uh, be as stupid as you want to on your own time, but not on mine. I came here to talk... Wow. I don't act surprised, Blanky. She's not sleeping. She's been shot. She's dead. And you killed her. I killed her. I only saw her once in my life. So, it was love at first sight. You married her. I have this certificate to prove it. Listen. Bride Joan Blake. Groom Boston Blackie. Married Springfield, Ohio. Now, try to talk your way out of that. Faraday, don't be a dope, will you? Why would I kill this girl, this, this Joan Blake? First of all, for money. She had $10,000. Here's a note she was writing, sending it to somebody. Who? It doesn't say who. There isn't even car fare in this room. And look at this, a handkerchief. I don't use ladies' handkerchiefs. No, but Mary Wesley does. Look, her name's on this one. Uh-oh. And maybe you didn't kill her, Blackie. Maybe Mary Wesley did. The handkerchief was in the corner of that sofa by the window. Come on, Blackie. All right, Inspector. Wouldn't mind if I smoke on the way? Smoke, smoke, who cares? Join me? No, thanks. Hurry up, let's go. Oh, where'll I get a light, will you? Blackie, if this is one of your smart tricks, I'll... Since when is lighting a cigarette a smart trick, Inspector? Even you can do it. <coughs> Good night. Say, I wonder what's in this cigarette. Tobacco, wise guy. Something has been added that should have been subtracted. <coughs> uh, where will I have a look? Blackie, so help me, you can waste more time. Where will I put it out? Yeah. Tastes as if it was soaked in pickle juice. Let's see what's in it. There's nothing in it but tobacco. Come on. Look, I have a cigarette split open now. I told you there was something in it besides tobacco. I don't see it. We'll take a closer look. See those white specks? What white specks? Where? There. Oh, Blackie, my eyes. My eyes. Let go of my arm. Drop that gun, Faraday. Drop it. Blackie, sir, help me out. Thanks. Thanks very much, Faraday. And leave your gun on the floor. Mine's in my hand. Blackie, someday you'll be sorry for this. Maybe. But right now, I'm awful glad. So long, Inspector. Now back to Boston Blackie. Lester Allen is running for political office against a rival with a doubtful record. Allen at one time was innocently involved in a property scandal, which is something only Blackie knows. But when a woman who called herself Mrs. Boston Blackie came to Allen and threatened to expose him, Allen paid her $10,000 to keep her quiet. When Blackie went to see the girl posing as his wife, she was dead. Inspector Faraday found not only evidence proving the dead girl was Blackie's wife, but discovered Mary Wesley's handkerchief near the body. As usual, Blackie escaped from Faraday, and as we return to our story, is paying a midnight call to Mary Wesley's apartment. Hey, Mary, open up. Who is this? Blackie. Blackie, I told you I never wanted to see you again. Now, go away. Mary, open the door, please. I said I wanted no part of you. There won't be much of me left if you don't open the door. All right. Now, what do you want? In. Oh, no. The chain stays on the door. Look, Faraday's scouring the town for me. Let me in. No. Mr. Boston Blackie. Why the mister? Because there was a missus. You mean there was? Oh, I suppose you got a divorce. Not even I can divorce a dead wife. Dead? And you might as well go to Faraday's office and sign a confession, Mary. He found your handkerchief near the body. Oh, no, I... What were you doing there? Well, I... Uh, I, I wanted to see for myself what 
kind of a fool would be fool enough to marry you. I'm not married to that girl or anybody. Oh, Blackie, she showed me proof. Give me 24 hours and I could uh, prove to you that, that we were married in 1863. Blackie, you, you, you're sure you're not married to that girl? I'm not and never was. Oh, Blackie, are you telling me the truth? Well, what do you want me to do to prove it? To chew on this door chain? All right, I'm sorry, darling. I'll unhook it. <laughs> never mind. All I wanted you to know is that, that you left your handkerchief in that girl's room. Oh, golly. What am I going to do? You're going to stay here. Faraday doesn't know that you've moved to this new apartment. I'm going over to see Les Allen. I think he can tell me more, or I don't know less. Well, you must want something important, Blackie, to barge in on me in the middle of the night. I found the late Mrs. Boston Blackie, Les. Late Mrs. Boston Blackie? Someone got to her before I did and killed her. Who? I thought maybe you'd have some idea. I? Why? The $10,000 you paid her was missing. Look, I'll admit $10,000 is a lot of money to me, Blackie, but I wouldn't kill for it. You wouldn't like to have to add to that $10,000. What do you mean? You want to sap, Alan? You paid that girl money to keep her mouth shut. But it didn't buy what you thought she knew about you. I was contemplating what to do about that. I have a mild suspicion you contemplated with a bang. I didn't shoot the girl. How did you know she was shot? Well, I... Didn't you say so? I merely said she was killed. I didn't say how. Well, I took it for granted. It just so happens that she was shot. Blackie, I didn't kill her. I, I'll admit I was worried about how to keep her from blackmailing me again, but I thought I'd wait until she tried it. Then you admit you thought she would. No, no, I... I made a bargain with her. I trusted her to keep it. Failing of mine, I guess. Trusting people. The loss of money could change him. Frankie, listen, don't drag me into this. I can't afford a scandal right now. This election means a lot to me. If you want to stay out of this, you'll have to help me. Help you? How? What do you know about this girl? Who could have sent her? Well, Leonard Brewster might have. Oh, that's ridiculous. What would Leonard Brewster, the political lion, want with blackmail money? He could buy and sell you 50 times. Brewster is a political lion, all right, but he could have sent that girl to me trying to force me out of the race. Well, I'd better go see Brewster at his house. And if anybody calls while I'm there, they'll find the lion is busy. What do you want? If you're Leonard Brewster, I want you. I'm Brewster. Who are you? Boston Blackie. And of course, you'll invite me in. Thanks. Look here, I won't stand for being disturbed this time of the morning. Then I'll make it brief. Did you know a girl posing as Mrs. Boston Blackie? What's it to you? She was murdered yesterday. Murdered? And I happen to know you sent her to Lester Allen trying to force him out of the campaign. What if I did? The last I saw her was in her hotel room Tuesday. She was very cordial. We sat on the sofa by the window and talked over my business proposition. She accepted, of course. No, she didn't. She suddenly turned cold as ice and said she'd do the job for $10,000 or else. Or else what? Or else she'd tell Lester Allen that I sent her to him, and that's all Allen would need for me to force me out of the campaign. So you paid? I did not. That was blackmail. I got up and left. That's the last I saw. Her. How did you happen to go to her in the first place? Well, Jim Whalen, a private detective, set me up to her. She said she was your wife. I sure would have liked to talk to her, even on the telephone, before she was murdered. 
Too bad I didn't have time to give my wife a ring. Waltham House, good morning. What's good about it, chum? It's 4 a.m. Ah, uh, yes, sir. This is Inspector Faraday of the police. I want to ask you something. Oh, yes, Inspector. Uh, Mrs. Boston Blackie checked into one room on Tuesday in your hotel and later changed her room. Why? Well, it's so small, sir. All we can get in it is a bed, bureau, and chair. Oh, I see. Everybody who has that room asks for a bigger one. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, how long was she in the small room? Well, just Tuesday. We moved it to the room she was killed in Wednesday morning. Uh, there's no sofa in the room she was in on Tuesday, huh? Well, the room isn't much bigger than the sofa, sir. Was there a sofa in the room where she was killed? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, that solves this case. Yes? How? Uh, what you said about the sofa, chum. Sofas are made to lie on, not about. <laughs> Okay, Blanky, wake up. Get out of that bed of yours. It's the middle of the afternoon. Uh, come on, come on, snap out of it. This is your old pal, Faraday. Uh, oh, well, Inspector Faraday, have you run my bath water yet? I'll run you ragged first. Now, is that a nice way to talk on such a beautiful afternoon? Am I ashamed of you? Yes, I know. My sleep is showing. I know who murdered your wife, Blanky. If you didn't kill her, Mary Wesley did. You said that yesterday. Mary is in her apartment. Get her if you like. I've been to her apartment. Mary doesn't live there anymore. All right, Friday. I've let you make a dope out of yourself long enough. Wait till I get dressed and I'll take you to your killer. I've got my killer. You or Mary. The dead girl was your wife. She was probably breaking up your romance with Mary. That's reason enough for either of you to kill her. It's a good reason, all right, Friday. Only it's a wrong one. I suppose Mary Wesley didn't even go to see her. That, that that handkerchief of hers just flew into the murder room. No. Mary went to see her. Is this the beginning of a confession? Somebody else went to her hotel room, too. Yeah, you. Yes, but she, um, uh, shall I say, uh, checked out before I got there. Who else came up to see her? Her killer. Look, quit stalling. Get dressed. Give me 30 minutes, Faraday. To get dressed? To get dressed, pay a call and hand you your killer. <laughs> Sorry to bother you again after this morning, Mr. Brewster. Oh, perfectly all right, Blackie. You found out more about that girl who was killed? No. Uh, nobody seems to know anything about her. That's why I've come back to you. Oh. I thought perhaps if you retold me the story of how you went to see her and what happened, I might get some clue as to her real identity. I see. Sort of character reference, you might say. The character is the word, all right. Uh, could you tell me the story just as you told it to me when I called before? Of course. I went up to her room at the Waltham house to talk about her going to see Lester Allen. Uh, what day was this? Uh, Tuesday in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Go on. Well, as I told you, she was very friendly. Made me a drink. We sat on the sofa. Uh, the sofa was where? Why, by the window. Oh, that's right. Uh, you talked about the view? Yes. Then we talked business. When I discovered her business was blackmail, I got up and left. And that was the last I saw of her. You never saw her after Tuesday? Definitely not. Leaving so soon? No, I'm not leaving. I just want someone else to join us. Come on in, Faraday. All right, Brewster, don't move. What is the reason for all this? You heard this little Tuesday afternoon story, Faraday, about the sofa? Every word. I'm arresting you, Brewster, for the murder of Mrs. Boston Blackie. 
How can you say I killed anyone? I don't have to say it, Brewster. You said it yourself when you said you sat on a sofa in the murder room on Tuesday. Well, what does that prove? The room the murdered woman was in on Tuesday had no sofa in it, which proved that you lied. You didn't see her on Tuesday. You went to her room on Wednesday when she was in the room with the sofa and killed her. Really? For what reason? I have your reason, Brewster. On Wednesday, when you saw the girl, you had already been to see Alan. And instead of forcing him to withdraw from the campaign, which is what you paid her to do, she merely blackmailed him, which didn't serve your purpose. Is that so? Yes, that's so. When you got sore, she threatened to blackmail you, too. And with your record, she had plenty to blackmail you for. So, like the nice little boy that you are, you killed her. Come on, Brewster. I'm taking you down to headquarters. Hey, Brewster, I just had a thought. Isn't it ironic that a sofa is going to send you to the chair? Where are we walking, Blackie? Does it matter, Mary? Mm-mm. You're voting tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I understand Leonard Brewster withdrew from the race. Yes. <laughs> he withdrew to the seclusion of one of Faraday's special cells with Jim Whalen, that detective of his. Well put. Faraday found Whalen in St. Louis with Alan's $10,000. Oh. Um, Mrs. Boston Blackie wasn't married at all, was she? Mrs. Boston Blackie was married to Jim Whalen. Faraday figured that out, and Whalen admitted he was married under the name of Boston Blackie. Well, why did he run away with the money the girl got from Mr. Allen? She double-crossed him when she blackmailed Alan. So he double-crossed her by taking the money and scrambling. <laughs> and then the girl had to turn around and try to blackmail Brewster to make up for the money her lovely husband had taken from her. Lovely people. Lovely night. And look at that lovely sign over there. It says, get married in five minutes, five dollars. <clears throat> I uh, think we'd better keep moving. What's the matter? Haven't you got five dollars? No, the smallest I have is fifty. Oh, but I'm sure the minister would be willing to make the change. I don't doubt that the minister is willing to make the change, Mary, but I don't think I am. 